All right, guess who's here? I'm back again. As you know, I'm always here. So I got a guy sitting in the green room right now. I'm bringing it on here just one second. We're going to do some fun. So Brandon Davis is here. Brandon who? Yeah. Not Brandon Doyle. For some reason, when I when I walked into the room, Brian, hey, Brandon Doyle, what's shaking? I, I think I know a guy named Brandon Doyle, which is why I called him Brandon Doyle. Anyway, his name is Brandon Davis. So don't mistake the fact that I'm talking to Brandon Davis. Did I say it enough times? Remember Brandon Davis? Yeah. Anyways, we're going to chat. Him and I are going to chat here for a little bit. And then we're going to flip the script. We're going to flip over the script. I'm going to go over there. He's going to come over here, metaphorically. And uh, we're going to go to his show. And uh, we're going to have another conversation over there. He's going to maybe kind of interview me. So we're going to have a back and forth, see how it goes, and go over there and just mix it up. So I hope you enjoyed today's show, Live in the Lab with Keith Phyllis. And today, Brandon Davis. Let's bring him into the lab right now. Boom. There he is. There we are, man. What an introduction. That's one of the most uh, exhilarating ones I've gotten in quite some time. So <laughs> what's shaking, brother? Nothing much, man. Just getting some work done today. Excited to hop on this call with you and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll talk some good story. Absolutely. So getting some work done. What does Brandon Davis do for getting some work done? So kind of fun, man. Um, I'm working right now in a little tech incubator. It's yeah. uh, called Interval, a little, little startup here, software startup. Um, making sure we can help small businesses with their customer relations and make sure they're answering their phones. It's it's something uh, pretty simple, but so many small businesses these days are having issues with answering their phones because they're running around like they're um, they're chicken with their head chopped off. So we answer the phones for them, make sure it gets done. Like you're talking literally answering the phones. Not literally, our software. So our yeah. software answers the phones for small businesses and uh, it treats it like they could program it themselves, acting as if they were their own secretary. Um, that way the, the software can literally just answer the phone, answer any questions that somebody has about the business, schedule appointments, uh, then it tracks like all the customer insights, analytics, anything like that. So businesses well, yeah. can continue to grow. So it's funny because, you know, I, I do these show every single day and I, I talk to fascinating people with interesting stories along the way. And you start talking to folks and just things come up. And, and I got to be honest with you, um, this just opens a whole set of questions for me because yeah, do people still make phone calls? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, dude, you would be shocked. You'd be shocked. Yeah. People still make phone calls, eh? Yeah, they do. I mean, uh, businesses, like I said, it's just startups. So we're just growing, but yes. it's, uh, it's going very well. But yeah, you get your older folks who still like to call in. They don't trust anything yeah. that online. So you got to call yeah. into the shop. Um, you get people. This is honestly like a big one for me. This is a issue that I had. And that's kind of where the part of the idea was birthed. But um, when you're driving in your car, hopefully if you're if you're a decent halfway driver, you're not sitting there scrolling on a website trying to figure out information. Yeah. You just do that like the, hey, Siri, I need to talk yeah. to this company and it'll, it'll call yeah. you over. So, yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a decent market for it. And then, um, like I said, uh, anyone who prefers not using like the chatbots online or sitting at a computer waiting for a response for a certain amount of time, just while they're at the gym, in the car, wherever, just want to get in contact, they can. So, Brent, is this your company? Yeah. Awesome. So startup founder. And uh, so when you say your software answers the phones now, is it uh, AI voice? Like, is there an AI voice on the other side? Is there a pre-programmed voice on the other side? But so... So Uncle Keith's still calling some ABC business right now, and Brandon Software is answering the phone. What am I hearing? Yeah, so you're hearing we have one, we have three voices you can choose from currently, and then eventually once we actually have a little bit more time on our hands. Yeah, I mean you're a business owner yourself, so when uh, you're doing working on a startup, there's always a million issues to tackle. It's just a matter of yeah. which one you want to be tackling right then and there. Yes. Um, but down the road, once we get our heads set on a little bit more straight, we're going to be implementing a system where the business owner could come into our studio, 
Um, as you can kind of see, it's, it's blurred out right now, but coming to the studio here and they can actually record their own voice, simple transcriptions. That way we can use their own voice and it'll still be the AI talking, but eventually it'll be the owner's voice. So people can get that connection going too, which would be kind of fun. But to answer your question, yeah, right now it's just, you could choose between one of three voices we already got programmed in. That's really cool. That's really cool. Um, so back to your comment about being an entrepreneur, doing a thousand things. If there's one thing I always throw back at you is advice I always give everybody is on that list of a gazillion things, always ensure you're working on things that will drive revenue. Right. Directly or even indirectly. Because if it's not going to drive revenue, you're just wasting your time. Definitely. Yeah. Because I mean, if, if, if you're going to die out with that, then the business is going to die with you. So, <laughs> well, it's true. And it, but yet it's so easy for us as business owners, entrepreneurs, founders to get caught up in everything else right. um, and every other list. And just sometimes we maybe need that audible or that, that, that verbal awareness that, hold on, Brandon, what are you working on right now? This is this driving revenue. Fuck, no, you're right, Keith. It's not driving revenue right now. I need to go work on something else. You know what I mean? It's kind of sometimes we, we kind of get that prompt, right? And, and if you can't justify to yourself that it's not even indirectly driving revenue, you got to do something else. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, so it's a good reminder to always keep inside the back of your head. Well, I guess not even the back of the, the forefront of your right mind. In the forefront of your head, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So always been an entrepreneur? Yeah, um, ever since I was little, tried to make that my forefront uh, kind of joke. Me and my dad, when uh, he'd get off work, I'd get off uh, school, sports, what have you, um, go home, eat some dinner, sit on the couch, work on homework. He'd be working on his laptop, doing whatever. And uh, we'd turn on ABC Shark Tank. And of course. Show, show growing up. We had that. And then on Sundays, we'd watch The Walking Dead together. But yeah, uh, Shark Tank was the greatest thing when I was younger. I remember I'd see these young entrepreneurs. Sometimes they'd be older, sometimes younger. Kind of depends. Yeah. Get up there just pitching literally their life's work or just some kind of passion project. I was yes. like, I, I want to do that. And so ever since then, I've just been super big into business and um, trying to get my own products or services out there. So Good for you. Uh, so uh, as a fellow that I follow on LinkedIn, I call him a friend. He's been on the show a couple friend of the show, been on the show a couple times. Uh, Anthony Franco, he is a Shark Tank pitcher. He MC squares actually Kevin O'Leary uh, invested in uh, in uh, in uh, in Anthony's uh, business. And, what business is it? Uh, MC squares. They are recyclable. Oh, yeah, reusable recyclable um, stationary products. I believe it is. Okay. Yeah. okay cool. uh, and a little. Well, so this just kind of came up today. So this is kind of revealing news from me over here. I actually auditioned for the canadian version of shark tank called dragon's den okay. that's yeah. dragon's den huh shark tank and dragon's den that's the difference huh <laughs> yeah so dragon's den here in so it's so uh, it's the same show concept okay. uh, originated over in 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 the uk it's just different licensed names right so in the u.s so actually i read about the, the reasoning for names in the u.s the culture um i, I gotta find this article so i can share it's a good fucking article i can share but i read about this so the reason it's called Shark Tank in the U.S. is because of really American culture and it, and it identifying with the idea of shark and business and, and that culture of like a shark infested waters where the concept okay. of the dragons and dragons den wouldn't resonate with American viewers where dragons den resonates with the UK, that British English Canadian. Really? Yeah. So same huh. show. I've never heard that before. Same Ever. show. Just, uh, two different names, but the exact same thing. So anyways, uh, yeah. So I was, I was, I was invited to go on to Dragon's Den to be a judge. To be a judge? To be a judge. Okay. So tell me, obviously you have a very strong background in business, but tell me why, why I elect you over somebody else. Give me your five minute uh, 
it's okay to not be humble brag about yourself. Yeah, so I bootstrapped a, a social media company from a white piece of paper to an exit of $50 million. All right. Well, that's very cool. <laughs> is that humble enough for you? Is that Canadian enough for you? Is, it, is, that, is that good enough for you? Maybe if you added a couple more A's in it, then it'd be okay. But... There you go, eh? There you go, eh? Yeah, that's, so, yeah, that's so better. I started a social media business uh, called ICUC Moderation Services back in the olden days. Uh, so I got a couple of years on you, my friend. Uh, I am... Pro, yeah, so yeah, so I got. I'm going to be 52 next month. So okay. I've been around a little bit. Started a social media company as YouTube was was literally uh, on its way to being sold to Google. Like I'm talking early days. I'm talking early days of Twitter. Dorsey still owned it. I'm one of the early Twitter people. Uh, so I've been around a long time. Built a social media business up and then exited it. Uh, and then continued to run it for 10 years. Uh, and then because I was in social media and it was fucking with my head and messing with my brain and my whole life and, mm -hmm. and didn't like what it was doing to me or to my young children at the time, I left it. So I left the world of social media over eight years ago. Hence, my social presence is largely nil uh, on purpose because uh, I chose the mature adult decision just to leave that world for a while because I just I couldn't deal with it. So I left it. So uh, I've come back out into the world here in the last, whatever, couple of years or so, last year or so, as I as I reemerged, told the kids, ah, dad's going back to work to contribute to society again. And uh, uh, yeah, rebuilding, you know, the next chapter of my life and re back in the socials and, and on my journey to rebuild my audience that I certainly would have had a significantly larger one than I do now, but I'm I'm okay with that. So, yeah. Oh, I got to ask. So you said you hopped off eight years ago or so. Yeah. So when you first, obviously you caught the social media boom kind of as, right as it was going, you're, you're right in the original wave, right? Early adopter here. Yeah. Um, what was it like at the very beginning? Like for people, cause nowadays it's like, everyone's trying to get famous. Everyone's trying to be the influencer. Everyone's trying to be, you know, like the top dog on Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Like, was it always like a bloodbath or no, it was posting what you're eating for dinner. You know what I mean? Because the early days right was, <laughs> it was very much a, okay, I had a, I had a, I had a nice meal at a nice restaurant today. You should go here. Or it's a, so, and, and some of that is still weaved into today's social media, but there's, but there's clearly strategy behind it. So if I'm posting about a diner I'm at and what I'm eating, there's a strategy behind it. Right. So yeah. um, it's, it's very different than it was back very different brandon like it's it's just a completely different beast frankly right yeah and no i i fall into that same trap too honestly the majority of why i have social media is purely for business purposes but still like i find myself and granted for business purposes i hope it's a somewhat justified reason i find myself concerned though if it doesn't get a certain amount of views certain amount of likes you know like engagement um, yes once again it it's drives business for me but it's like still scary to sit back and think like why am i so concerned about this like it's a virtual picture it's wow. a virtual video like dude relax it doesn't matter that much <laughs> well said my friend you know that wisdom there if you can keep that in your head for a long time that that wisdom's gonna gonna keep you grounded for a long time it's funny because i just i had i did a live show with a fellow here a couple hours ago and we were talking about you know his journey to ten thousand followers on linkedin and and uh, I'd, I'd posted a piece of content before him and I met. And I found myself, Brandon, for about 20 minutes wrestling in my head whether I should post it. Oh, people are going to judge it. They're going to do this. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Smart enough, Billis. Like, I went to, the, went, to the, went to the bathroom, looked in the mirror. And I was like, really? Oh. <laughs> I hit post because, like, come on. Like, nobody actually. It's not that much. No. no. Exactly. Nobody actually really cares. 
Dude, and I got to tell you this too. I saw, I think funny enough, I'm pretty sure I saw it on social media, but very good principle where it was saying, um, it was on, it was for TikTok and it said, can you even remember um, if you scroll down five videos, can you remember what the fifth video was? So like yeah. the previous one you scrolled yeah. and I sat there and I was looking at that. I was like, dude, I don't remember what I watched five scrolls ago. I was like, yes. what is this app? Yes. Like, I don't know what's going on. It's so addictive though. You get in the habit of scrolling, you get in the habit of watching content and obviously it's like kind of mindless. So if you're using it for just a relaxer at the end of the day, or just to kind of get your head out of a different space, like sure. But you know, it is, you know what it is Brandon. It's ask your dad this. It's uh it's, it's what I grew up with sitting on the couch. I'm glad you used the metaphor. At the end of the day, sitting on the couch, pulling up the remote control, right? Sitting in front of the television, yeah. sitting in front of the television and then just scrolling through the channels, yeah. right? Seeing what's on, right? Oh, watch that for a minute. Oh, watch that for 20 seconds. Watch that. And just flick, flick, flick. It's the same movement, frankly. It's the same, frankly, movement as TikTok when you look at it, right? But it's the same as gambling, right? It's, it it's is. Machine. It's scroll, scroll, it's scroll. They're all connected, man. They're all connected. Yeah, they are all connected. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I was going to say that uh, the social... So I saw an, a wonderful acronym today. And it was, and we, we, we all look at social media as FOMO, fear of, fear of missing out. Right. And I saw a wonderful acronym today, which was FOSO, F-O-S-O, fear of showing up, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, right. I think I'd rather have FOSO instead of FOMO, right? You got to show up, right? As a business guy, you got to show up every single day. Never the FOMO stuff is about everybody else, right? If you can show up every single day, you got, you got an edge on everybody else. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting idea because especially let's let's bring it outside of social media for a second let's bring it back to business but when like as an example so mm -hmm. i'm i'm still young i'm i'm 22 mm -hmm. and i'm working on my fourth business now okay and having worked on this um i have my group of friends i, I live a kind of untraditional life for a guy in their 20s i got married when i was 21 um so i've been married for about a year now I'm working on my business, you know, trying to make, trying to make something of myself. Yeah. But it's kind of interesting to balance that, that FOMO you're talking about. Cause I still have all my college buddies who nowadays uh, I go to work, I get to this office and I basically grind all day. Um, I take the majority of my classes online and just kind of get by just so I can kind of get the degree and pass it off. Um, but I don't really interact as near as much as I did a couple of years ago with these friends. But it's a different feeling because I'm working on something that's going to be positively impacting so many people. And it's something that I actually want to chase. So in a way, like, yes, I'm still longing to go and be with those people and just hang out, have like a relaxing night. And I, I do that occasionally. I think everyone needs to. But it's kind of an interesting balance to be able to say, OK, I'm going to put aside put aside those like pleasures for a little bit of like just messing around with the guys every single night. Yeah, really do something impactful. Dude, I can completely relate to that. Uh, there's nothing wrong with going into monk mode. You know, or going into a mode where you're like, Monk's not, I like that. <laughs> you know, you're, yeah, you're going into a mode where you're putting your head down and going to work for a while. Right. right. And whether that's hours, weeks, months, years, sometimes, you know, we, we got to go into that mode and, and I don't want to use the word sacrifice, just things change. Right. Just that, you know, your, your priorities shift. Right. Well, while you are, it's funny. I said this to my kids. So some people have lifestyles where they go work for six months of the year and like a seasonal job, right? Go work for six months, take six months off. Or some people go and do an all year job. Well, my last job, I worked hard for whatever, a few years. Then I, then I was done. I sold my company, right? So I was like, okay, go work your ass off for whatever it is going to be. Number of months, number of years, and then go and sell your business or have a lot of choice. However you want to go about it, right? 
Yeah. And I think, like you said, there's people who want to do it certain ways and teach their own. Whatever brings you happiness is what you should be doing. I, I met a guy um, on the ski slopes about two years ago. Um, I rode up on a lift with him. Most inter- interesting dude. He moved from New York. He just got in his car and moved to Utah so he could par- um, ski in Park City, which is yeah. one of the best ski resorts in the entire world. I'm up on the lift with him and I'm, I'm just like, where are you from, man? He goes, New York. I moved out here two weeks ago. I started working at the hotel and I'm just going to work out here, ski when I can. And that's his life. He, he literally moved here with no real plans, except he wanted to ski. He gets the seasonal job. And then when it's not ski season, he usually goes to like a third world country, just explore yeah. for a couple months until he runs out of cash, then moves back to the ski lodge and starts uh, starts becoming like a, a bellhop again or whatever he does there. Kind of that lifestyle has always fascinated me because I, I'm probably like yourself. I've come across friends and people that have that pursue skiing. It's like, okay, I'm going to the mountains and I'm skiing. And then when I can't ski, I will do my waiter job or my bellhop yeah. job or, or travel. And it fascinates me, right? Cause I got married. I got kids. I wouldn't had a, whatever traditional life. If you, that's what you want to call it. But it's yeah. then, you know, guys that I've known that, it, wow, you're just chasing the powder, right? Like they wake up to chase yeah. the powder. I get nothing but props for that. <laughs> it's interesting. Like I could never ever live that lifestyle so it's very unique when i meet these kind of people i, I got another friend both. she uh she waitresses at buffalo wild wings yeah as long as she can and the second she has enough cash saved up to go on a trip boom she's gone she's gone yeah. for about a month moves back does the waitress job again it's just like the constant back and forth and i'm like to me in my head i'm like no dude you gotta save the cash you gotta be ready for retirement you gotta you gotta like i don't know i'm always like that's parents on. speaking to you right now right that, that's how you're raised like partially but more so it's just like i'm a business like lover and so i listen to all these people yeah. done successful and that's the path they've taken but then yes. in their mind maybe they've had a bad experience with somebody like that maybe they are following somebody else who lives the lifestyle they do yes it's, uh, so interesting to see all some of our brains so we also pass, right because i'm going to suspect i'm going to suspect that you going to your office your studio your work for 8 12 20 hours a day it's not work for 20 Brandon. hours. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> it's not work for you. You love it. Yeah. yeah. You love solving the problems. Uh, you love uh, coming up with solutions. You love fantasizing about being on shark tank. You love going to talk to your dad about the problem you're trying to solve. Like that's like, that's fun to you. Isn't it? That's fun. Dude, you're totally right. That's what gets me going. That's my tick. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and that's what an entrepreneur is solving a problem. Cause if you can solve a problem and clearly you are for your customers, you can start repeating that over and over and over. You're off to the races. Yeah. Yeah. No, interesting. Cause I, I, it, it, a lot of people wouldn't like that though. Like some people don't get joy from working, but that's it's like true. my biggest joy, yeah, but, but you're not calling it. So it's funny. Cause I was, I've been thinking about some languaging and narrative. I'm, I'm trying to craft up my hand to get out into the world. And, and I really believe that people have got this whole idea of work wrong, right? Like we talk too much about work. Why don't we all go live life? Like just go like almost like the skier, right? Because mm-hmm. when you really think about it, um, work occupies such a small part of like it's really about results. My point is that if you can find your way to get into the results, not worry about the work around it, you uh, it's the results that actually matter at the end of the day, yeah. right? It's the yeah. results, not the work and all the noise that goes around it, right? So well, I'll tell you this too. Um, I shared this quote on my podcast recently. It's like my favorite thing. I found this one on a news article. It's uh, by Usain Bolt. He yeah. says, I trained, I trained four years to run nine seconds. Yeah. Give up when they don't see the results in two months. And I like thought about that. I was like, here's like the guy who we see is like one of the best runners. Like when you picture a runner, yeah. you picture somebody in the athletic field of running. Like he's arguably one of the first yes. three people that come to mind, right? Yes. I would say safe to say for somebody my yes. age, older, 100%. younger, everyone agrees. 100%. 100%. And he trained that long. 
to run nine seconds in a race. Dude, that's perspective, it, isn't it? Like, dude, that, that is perspective. It's crazy. That's uh, that's good. That's you know that's 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 great perspective, great context. You know, even just so I like to go into my shows and learn every single time I learn something, and uh, that's a good learning because right now I'm on my journey of, of rebuilding an audience, rebuilding a business, and sometimes you say to yourself, "Like it's not working out, it's not paying off," even though you're going back to work the next day, like yourself, but. I don't know if I could do that work for what four years for nine seconds of output. That's like, that's, that's, that's a skill right there in itself. It is. It is. And think about like the amount of training day in and day out that these kind of athletes go through is just absurd to think. Yes. For like the amount of time he actually put on the field. Like, and could you imagine out of all that training and this happens to every athlete, right? The yes. Amount of training they put in when they get yes. to the Olympics and if they come up short, like, do they consider that a loss? Like, I'm sure they do, but to an extent, it's like, or is that just another piece of the training puzzle? You know? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, so hence, I called this brand in the business athlete performance lab because I, I've been fortunate to have pro friends that have played pro sports and mm -hmm. I, I've successfully built a business. My friends have built businesses. And, and when I've trained at professional athletic facilities where business guys also go to, it was really striking to me often, Brandon, how the business guys wanted to be or trained like the athletes <clears throat> and the athletes always wanted to be like the business guys, right? right? Cause there's the same, yeah, yeah. the same principles, right? They're like, Hey, well, you've been a successful business guy. What did you do to get here? Well, I just showed up every single day. I went to the gym, put my time in. Hey, you're a successful athlete. What did you do? I showed up every single day, same metaphors right along the way. Right. So I find, right. um, which, which, which is really, really, really interesting to me. Uh, a question for you. So you told me your age. I'm curious to you. I am doing, I'm creating long form content. I'm a big fan of these types of long form conversations, get to know the guests, um, all, like old school talk show, frankly. Um, as, a, as, a, as a younger demographic, my suspicion is you and your audience does not like this kind of content. Tell me I'm right or tell me I'm wrong or tell me I'm in between. Um, what is it about the host or about the content and the guest or what is it? That's a good question, Keith. I might be out of the out of the norm for people my age now, but this kind of content is what I, I eat up every single day. I mean, like my yeah. show myself, it's the exact same kind of style, just bouncing back and forth, chatting with one another. Yeah. Um, I don't do shows for hours upon end because the majority of my listeners are between 18 and 30. And frankly, the stats just prove that they don't make it to an hour. So my shows are anywhere between 30 and 40 minutes. Yeah. That's what, that's what the numbers prove. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it totally depends because I guarantee I could find five people within my vicinity in the next 20 minutes who would say the exact opposite of me and say, no, I hate long form content. I know. I know. That's interesting. Well, and I'll tell you, Brandon, it's it's made me be very clear on who and what I am. So as I was starting this out, I was trying to be everything. I was creating short stuff and short clips yep. and stuff here and stuff there. And I was thinking, wait a minute. No. Like I'm not, I can't be everything to everybody. I know what I am. I know what I want. I know what I like. I know what I believe my audience likes that I'm speaking to. Uh, and that's what we're going to be. And it's these long form, interesting, informative conversations that will, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll find interesting people to tell interesting stories and some, and if you don't like us, then go listen to somebody else. Right. And that's the thing. Cause especially if there's so many shows, not just shows, there's so many forms of content these days. Yes, it literally can occupy your entire day. You could sit there and just purely consume content and your day will be finished. But that's that's an issue I had when I started doing my show as well, because when you expect a certain amount of listenership, when you expect certain people to be sticking around longer than they should, than they actually are, you know, these things get inside your head. It goes back to that whole social media example where you start freaking out like 
caring yeah. so much about what other people think, which once again, I'm not saying you shouldn't, especially on a business perspective, but you, you want to drive, but you want to make decisions on data, right? D- data right. means something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Make data driven decisions, but also recognize like, don't just conform to somebody else's style. Find the people yes. that will enjoy your style and roll with that. Yes. Yes. That's exactly it. How do you go about uh, again, I'm, I'm in learning right now. So how, how do you go about making decisions for shows you listen to? How do you go about giving your attention to something? For In other words, how do I get into Brandon Davis's uh, podcast list as, right. as, as a rhetorical question? Yeah, no, that is a good question. I got to think about some of the shows I listen to. Um, once again, I think comparatively for a lot of guys my age, mm. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a good thing, a bad thing, but... I don't listen to a ton of music when I'm doing activities that would necessarily yeah. like explicit music. Um, so like, for instance, when I'm working out, a lot of people like that's their time. They listen to music. You're grinding. Yes. Like I'm a podcast guy. I listen to podcasts yeah. or an audiobook when I'm driving. Same thing. I'm either like talking to somebody. I have a goal where um, at least three times a week, I kind of just scroll through my contacts and I call someone random, like a friend from my childhood. It could be a family member, just somebody I haven't talked to in a little bit. Good for I'm you. It's dude awesome way to keep connections, awesome way to just keep people in your life. Uh, find it super valuable. But anyways, I share that as a way of saying like, I like personally, when I choose a show, it has to resonate with me, something that I'm going through inside of my life. It has to be something that I'm connecting to something that I can apply. So whether it's a business podcast and I can learn from their principles and follow it, whether it's a self-improvement podcast and I can yeah. um, practice some of their, their theories in the gym or whatever it is, it has to be something I can actually like apply inside of my life. That that's what gets on my list at least. Yeah, interesting. So I, I, dude, this is awesome because I'm the same way. I, I grew up with it, like talk radio, right? AM talk radio. So I, to myself, and I spent a lot of time when I was, you know, back in my days of sales, driving around in my car and, and had the talk radio on all the time. So listening to talk yeah. radio and, and I too would go to the gym and listen to talk shows, podcasts, talk shows, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, time and a place for music. But I like have I like hearing good honest dialogue between people. I, I, there's something I don't interest, and if I can get in, if I can buy into the guy I'm listening to, then I you you'll get me coming back often. Frankly, yeah, yeah, and that's the that's the interesting part too, because if you catch somebody on a bad day where you click on a yeah. show and they're not intrigued by that topic, but the 99 of the time they would be, uh, it's a guessing game. So you always got to be performing, but. And it goes back to what we were just saying a minute ago. You're not always going to land everybody. You can't be yes. a one size fits all show or business or whatever you're you're working on. You can't. It literally is impossible. So stick to who you are. Stick to exactly what you want to produce, what you want to put out there for the world to hear. And it'll attract who it attracts. It will detract who it detracts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's, let's keep this journey. There. We were connected on Podmatch. People yep. have been fascinated as I've been going down my journey of starting this show and people are like, how are you getting your guests? Like, how are you connecting with folks? Truthfully, I was talking to a local uh, talk show guy here who is, uh, we're doing some work together and he's part of the, like, the big flagship AM talk show. And he's like, Keith, we have problems getting guests, man. I'm like, fuck, why don't you use Podmatch or Matchmaker FM? And he's like, what are those? I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. I'm like, holy smokes. So Podmatch, I love it. You know, and I, and you know, I, 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 I don't get on there probably as much as I as I should, but it's it's been a wonderful like pod match dating platform. You've yeah. had great experience with it as well, Brian. Dude, I've only been on it, so I made it a goal. This podcast, I started it. Well, my show, obviously, I started it two and yeah. a half years ago. Okay, and it was kind of just like a great way to network. is a great way for to hold myself accountable to share some of the principles I live in my life, and as well as the guests I interview that they live inside of their lives. And just like I said, kind of put it out there. 
Um, I don't necessarily like, obviously I wanted people to follow it and I wanted to turn it into something. I didn't expect it to take off quite like it did. And yeah. now I've been able to perform and hopefully help thousands and thousands of people, which is just awesome. Thanks to God, I'm able to do that, which is amazing. But um, at the same time, I didn't like take it super serious. It was always just kind of like a side project of mine, you know, spend a couple hours a week doing it. It's fun. It's, it's exciting. But um, I realized this year I want to make it more of an effort to actually grow the show and like get it out there and like start making it something in and of itself. So I, to answer your long, this is a long way of answering your question, but I only joined Podmatch on, I think I joined it on the second of this year because it was one of my new year's goals to actually like produce more content to get on more shows to kind of get the show out there a little bit more and so i downloaded it didn't really know what to expect um the owner alex he yeah. asked me a little bit about it over the past couple of months and so i'm like okay i'll give it a shot i hop on and ever since then yeah you get a get some very interesting people on there which is fine i mean people probably think i'm interesting um in good and bad ways but overall it's just been a fun community to match with people who yeah you you meet the cool people you meet the people who you look up to you like meet the funny people it's a good mix all in all alex is great i've been i've been fortunate to interact with him as well off the platform he's gonna be on the show here in a couple weeks i believe but he go. uh like was it just me or maybe you too like is there a dull moment there that there was no pod like matching platform on the internet until pod match dude i just want to say i wish i came up with this idea like all I, wish that, right? I wish i love the business i'm working on it i have full faith in it i know it's going to take it off to the moon it already has been for the yeah. short amount of time i've been working on it yeah but what alex and his wife and their other guy have been working on is it's something that was needed because before that you only had like facebook groups and stuff well that's what yeah, i wondered because i, I would i would message people in my network i'd message people yeah. on facebook the facebook people like oh my gosh the amount of interviews i had to cancel on the facebook people um linkedin always helps but those ones are always tough to get people in, like in contact with because there's a whole process behind it so yeah some days it was tough it was and when you post weekly it, or daily or whenever you're posting it gets tough well that's why i was like so when i when, I, when again when i was introduced to it and i started to, after i started playing with it and i'm like is there anything else like this and i couldn't find anything else like it and i was like wow this has only been around for a little bit like good for the owner here for having this oh, yeah the 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 awareness that this it need, there's a need in the market for it and off they went with it so uh you know it's uh i, I i've i've certainly enjoyed it at, uh, as well um and i go daily so finding guests for me is is uh, having pod yeah, around has been awesome because you know doing content every single day has been uh it's been fantastic for networking though i'll tell you yeah the networking aspect is huge but it's also just kind of interesting because when I messaged Alex for the first time, like we've been connected because we were in some of the same Facebook groups. Yeah. We messaged a little bit back and forth. I messaged him probably five, six months ago. Yeah. And I was like, Alex, and dude, I didn't even realize this was what he was working on at the time. And I go, Alex, you seem to know everybody when it comes to podcasting. It would be nice if there was some way to like figure out exact guests you want to talk to, like figure out people that you want to know. And he goes, have you not seen the platform I've been building? I was like, what is it? And he showed me it and I was like, oh, this is exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> so funny. That's awesome. Yeah. Is it funny how it connects? But he yeah. built something that's going to last. I'll promise you that much. Yeah, I, it, I I suspect so. You know, podcasting, this medium is not going away anytime soon. Nope. So um, I know that when we, when I made the decision to do the show brand and it was, um, I didn't want to do a, a, a um, I didn't want to do a podcast and I'm using that in air quotes because I was, I wanted to create something different just to stand out from the crowd. Hence I use terms like show and hence I'm going live and, and uh, cause I'm trying to take a page from the old school 
media's mediums of you know your six o'clock news your 11 o'clock news your, your those those same time slots with the same hosts and just that the the repetitive narrative so people get used to like for example every single day at noon central time you're in utah so you're at mountain center time so every single time at one o'clock your time i will pop up in a linkedin feed every single day so it becomes it's like clockwork, right? And I think humans get used to that. There's comfort in that. And then there's trust in that, right? So I've been working on building my brand by just showing people I show up every single day, trustworthy, right? Yeah, and it's kind of crucial to be able to define yourself by that. Same same principle of my podcast. Every Friday at 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, I am posting a podcast every Friday, no matter what. Yeah. Um, and then if for some reason there is something going on, I'll, I'll make sure to let the audience know. For an instance, uh, when I got married last year, I took a month off so I could enjoy my honeymoon, have a good time with my wife. Um, and then towards the end of the year, when it gets Christmas, New Year's, I'll pre-record a couple episodes. I'll say, hey, these aren't coming out. Yeah. These are these are going to be a little break because, yeah, you got to set those standards for everybody or else they're going to fall off. I mean, you wouldn't believe. Hey, it's kind of funny. Like my brother put it away. I was talking. I was on a cruise with him about a month and a half ago. And he was like, he's not like a huge podcast guy. He's more of an audible, like physical book kind of guy. And he goes, uh, before, it's not even my show. My brother's a hater. Uh, have you heard of the, you listen to All In podcast at all? The All In? Uh, no. Yeah. No. Dude, highly recommend this one too. Yeah. Um, it's a group of guys, all ultra successful business type, political type, just really yeah. successful dudes. Um, during COVID, they started playing poker online with each other. They became really good buddies and the conversations they would have during online poker during COVID when everyone was shut down and inside their houses, they just had these amazing conversations. So they go, I want to record this and put it out there. So they don't monetize. They have literally millions and millions of listeners every episode. Yeah. They don't monetize though. They do it simply just to like have the conversations, and put them out there. But anyways, I was talking to my brother and he goes, I didn't understand podcast listeners when they would get excited when their, when their episode would release every Monday or every Friday or whenever it was. And he goes, until I started listening to the All In podcast. Now he goes, I can't wait till every episode drops. Just kind of that's weird how it happens. Funny, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's absolutely really cool. Um, so Brandon, we are going to, uh, you know, flip conversations to your side of the fence here in a couple of moments. But before we say goodbye on Live in the Lab with Keith Billis and Brandon, not do it, Brandon Davis. There you go. <laughs> What do we need to make sure the audience knows about Brandon? Uh, where can they find you? Where can they find your business? Uh, and, uh, you know, what, what, what's a nugget that the audience needs to know about Brandon Davis or something you want to leave them to know about you? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I encourage everyone to come check out my show. Like I said, mm. Keith will be on He'll, right after we finish this episode. He's going to be jumping and joining my show. So you guys will have to hear the rest of our conversation there. Mm. Um, check it out. It's called Get Over Yourself. Um, on that episode, I'll describe a little bit of why I start, started that journey, where I even came up with that phrase phrase, and uh, how powerful it is. So make sure to come check that out. Um, and yeah, if you guys ever have any questions, happy to reach out to anyone who has anything. You'll find me on social media, get over yourself underscore podcast. Look me up on LinkedIn, Brandon Davis. Um, super simple guy. Happy to answer any questions you guys got. But make sure to jump over because yeah, Keith is I'm gonna be asking him a bunch of interesting questions on my show now. So more focus towards him. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, Brandon. So listen, I'm gonna stick you back in the green room, say goodbye to the audience to get this recording done with. So I'm gonna stick you over there. I'm gonna put me on a single and come back to you. Okay. See you shortly. Thanks. So, thanks, guys. All right. All right. So you heard Brandon, you got to get over yourself. Yeah. You know how we like to segue, play on words here and give good pausing. Long pause, hook the listener. Listen, if you enjoyed the conversation I just had with Brandon, I did. 
a lot of good nuggets there. Just a good back and forth dialogue. The guy's dialed in. The guy's an old soul. Um, I'm going to go step into his room, go chat with him. And, uh, but listen, if you, if you want something to think about, just get over yourself. Yeah. Go get over yourself and go find Brandon's podcast. Hey, I'm Keith Phillips. I'm out of here. I'm going to step onto his show and we'll see you guys a little later. See you tomorrow. Live in the lab, Monday to Monday, noon central time. You know where to find me here in the lab. Ciao.